This is What Next, the future fiction podcast exploring tomorrow through the stories of today. Utopia, dystopia, time travel, the apocalypse, from aliens to zombies and everything in between. Every episode is a new future. Would you rather know that you're about to, know that the world's about to end? Mm-hmm. And do everything that you want to do? Or would you rather live in blissful ignorance and just Ooh. let it happen? Uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because mm. I think it depends on time scale. That's true. That's like, very true. If it was if it was tomorrow, yeah. would I want to know? Yeah, I think I'd want to know if it was tomorrow. Yeah. You go all out, can't you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you know a date in 20 years, I don't know if you just got 20 years of like, stressing about not having done everything that you want to do you know yeah because it's too long if i get a day off work and i'm sat at home i think of all the things i'm going to do with that day off and then as the day goes by Mm. i just get more and more annoyed that i haven't done the (laughs) stuff it's just a really stressful experience and i feel like if you knew well in advance that the world was going to end i think you'd be in the same fix just on a large scale you know that's so true because i get i'm like very much at the moment of man, the summer's almost over and I've definitely not done everything that I wanted to do. And I don't even have the end of the world. There's still summer next year <laughs> and I'm still anxious about it. Right. So yeah, you've got a good point there. I think mm. I'd probably not want to know as well. I'm Becca. I'm Carl. This is our What Next Future Fiction Podcast. And today we are talking about Don't Look Up. Very exciting. I've seen yes. this one. So it's one of the, uh, I think might be the first one that we both already know. Oh no, I'd seen her before. Yes. I've seen Don't Look Up. I saw it when it came out on Netflix, and then I haven't watched it since. Yeah, I saw it when it came out, and then obviously rewatched it for this podcast. Mm-hmm. The first time, I loved it. I thought it was great. Second time, I didn't love it as much. Oh, no, really? I, I was really expecting to watch it again and be like, oh, yeah, I remember why it was good, but I'll get into it. I'll get okay, into it. Right. Yeah. So it's a pretty straightforward plot, and it's pretty obvious in its in its meaning. Like, when you watch this film, there's no... There's no doubt about the celebrities involved, where their political and and economical allegiances lie. Sure. So we open on a student called Kate who is studying with a professor. They're in a what do you call them now? Where they look at the stars. Come on, Carl, help me out. An an observatory. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Some kind of scientific observatory. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. I wonder if maybe we're not qualified to talk about (laughs) anything. No, we did English degrees. Yeah, that counts for something, right? (laughs) So yes, we open. She's looking at um, some previous pictures that this um, telescope has taken. She finds something that she is obviously quite surprised about initially they're super excited they think they've just discovered a new comet and they name it after her and they're all her and her other students and the professor are having a like they're popping champagne it's all great and they decide they're going to have a look at like what its track is like where it's going to go and you can see the professor slowly discovers as they're doing like they're working out that there's something wrong he tells everyone else to go home and keeps Kate back and it turns out that this comet is heading straight for earth and there's about six months and it's like huge. So it's going to it's gonna destroy destroy the earth, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So they're immediately kind of like, right, well, we need to get the authorities involved. So they contact the, kind of who they know and they get put through um, eventually to some really high up people in NASA 
who then gets in contact with the government and they try and set up this meeting with the president and other important people, basically. Mm-hmm, sure. So they get like flown out to, to Washington and they get put in this place to wait. And it's this point where we kind of see, we start to see the theme of, of what's going to happen because they get told that they're, unfortunately the meeting is going to happen because there's something really important or another meeting is overran. But when they catch a glimpse of what's happening, they're actually just celebrating somebody's birthday. Oh, right. So, <laughs> so you kind of immediately get the feel of what this film is going to kind of highlight with political situations. Uh-huh. This gets postponed. They're a bit frustrated, but they eventually get in to see the president. They tell them what's going to happen. But as it turns out, it's near the midterms, which I believe is something really important in America. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're not doing so well. And they don't want to do anything that's going to rock the ball. So they decide they're going to, quote, sit back and assess. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I feel like is such a good, like, rubbish you know, phrase for, we're going to ignore this yeah, until, yeah, it, yeah. until it's relevant to us. It's like, it's supremely, it's political, it's corporate. Yeah. It's yeah. everyone who's in a position of authority who doesn't want to say, I'm going to just leave this for a bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. wants to maintain some sort of control yeah. over the situation. We, we want to sound like we're doing something when we're actually I am not. deliberately sitting back and assessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is exactly what Kate, who's our protagonist, kind of says. She's like, you're going to sit back and assess? What is that? Uh-huh. So they're obviously quite irritated. They get told to sign an NDA, which they're pretty miffed about. And immediately go against that by getting in contact with um, a media corporation who put them on this like really typical daytime show, which is like obviously not a serious news broadcast. It's very much just a, if you're like sat home at 12 o'clock on a uh-huh. Tuesday, this is the kind of sure, sure, sure. TV I know show the you, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And before they have the professor um, who's called Randall and Kate on, they have a celebrity who's played by Ariana Grande. She's got a different name in this, but I can't remember what the name is. Right, yeah, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, she came from acting originally, didn't she? And I forgot that until I watched this. I didn't and... know that at all. Yeah, yeah. So she she was a Disney kid, I believe. Oh, okay. oh was she? Oh, she might be Nickelodeon, actually, now that I think about it. I don't know. One of those. You be careful, because we're know. recording. Yeah, that's so true. someone's fan base is going to come for you. That's true, that's true. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so she plays this kind of typical, well, I say typical, what people... You know, like an airhead, essentially. So someone who's kind of just not really serious about anything, but everything in her life is the be-all and end-all. Oh, and in I fact, see, sure. she's Yeah, she's recently broken up with some rapper and then she decides on the show they're going to get together and this is like a huge news piece and like Twitter and all of the social media platforms are going insane because she's doing this live on air and, and what have you. And then the professor and, and Kate go on and they obviously try to explain the seriousness of what's happening and the two news presenters just don't take it seriously at all and they're making jokes and they're asking them about aliens and trying to keep it really light right. and Kate and the professor are like you know this is really serious right and the newscasters are like oh but we're just trying to keep things fun and breezy that's what we do here so they're obviously really irritated. The professor's kind of quite shy and he kind of just sits back but Kate goes mad and is just like how are you not taking this? We're going to die in six months. How are you not taking this seriously at all? Yeah. And they cut the broadcast and she kind of becomes a little bit of a meme of like crazy girl, as it were. Right. I forgot that she became a meme yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Which Because I... since the film, 
that's kind of become memeable in itself. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I've seen clips of like morning shows where people are talking about global warming and getting shut down and told to cheer yeah. up and enjoy the sunshine and stuff. And they put that kind of side by side with don't look up as yeah. like a real world moment. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to mention that because yeah. I, I, I think I saw it the other day where there's a guy took like a uh, expert talking about the weather and the first thing that reporter says is are you enjoying the sunshine are you having a sunburst and isn't it great and it's right. so like that's what i think this film does really well is it does not hold back in the complete kind of satire of of situations that we all see like it's almost just slightly exaggerated so it feels stupid but it's also so horribly real right okay yeah you kind of you're watching it and you're laughing but you're kind of thinking man this isn't far from what could happen you're laughing in the way that you'd laugh at an observational comedian like yeah he's found a funny way to express the thing that i recognize yeah 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 yeah, she's using a fun turn of phrase but i do that in my life as well it's exactly that you're seeing it on the film and thinking oh that's funny that this comical thing is happening but also you're kind of laughing out of a bit of recognition right yeah absolutely absolutely the news media that kind of put them on this show see the polling results of like what news attention that the Ariana Grande story got compared to theirs and it's clearly not as big so they're not interested anymore they're kind of like meh it's not newsworthy nobody's interested so obviously the professor and Kate are feeling super frustrated the professor's still kind of like he was so he was being he's been put on like um People are interested in him. He's kind of seen as the more rational, calm one. And she's inevitably turned into this, the, the crazy girl. Which, again, is another trope that we're yeah, all, for familiar, sure. <laughs> all familiar with. Even though it was her that discovered this comment. We then come back to the president, like the political side of things. And they decided, because they're not doing so well in the midterms, they're going to bring them back. And use it as some like a kind of boost, essentially, of like, look at oh, what we're gonna right. do. We're gonna solve this big world problem. Uh huh. Okay. So instead of an inconvenience, it's become a. I think we could build a bit of campaign off of this. Absolutely, absolutely. And Kate hundred percent sees this for what it is, but she just doesn't care. She's like, cool, sweet. We're gonna do something about it. Don't yeah. really care how it's come about, but it's happening. at least something's getting done. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So they choose this guy who's going to go up into space with these rockets to to break apart this meteor and, and divert it. And they're like, but we don't actually need anybody to go up there. It can all be done remotely. But they decide that America has to have the hero. They have to have some okay patriotic person who's going to go and be the hero and and make sure this mission's a success and all that kind of nonsense. And they they do this thing where which I think is really good which is again like drawing that line closer to the truth where the situations the shots that they make are really kind of reminiscent so there's a shot where they're all in like an operations room with the tv at one side of how things are going and everybody's got headphones on and they're all around this table which looked really similar to I know there was a couple of operations that Barack Obama did and there's like shots of him in this room yeah. Where they're all sat around a table and they're watching this TV and I can't remember yeah, what the I can mission was. Those, sure. Yeah, but so it does kind of make it really similar and close to, you know, what you'd expect. So this mission's happening and then at the last moment, this tech guy comes in who had been introduced sort of previously in the film as just basically somebody who's like meant to be a cross between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. So Oh, okay, it's not a tech guy like computer repair. He's a tech yeah. guy like silicon valley yeah entrepreneur mogul yeah yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha, probably sure. should have made that made that clear no no yeah. you're right i got it 
Yeah, so he comes in and he gets the president out of the room. When they come back, they divert the mission, they call it, they turn it off. And Kit's like, what is happening? Mm. They're all confused as to what's going on. They kind of show this, it's a, a global thing. Like everyone's like, what's happened? Why is it? Why has it changed? And then it comes out that the professor guy, I think he overhears a conversation and finds out that actually they've done an assessment on this meteor and they found out that it's actually got some really valuable products in it. Oh, okay. So, so they decided rather than save the world from being destroyed, they're going to try and work out how to save this meteor and uh-huh. basically get rich off it. Which, sure. what does that sound <laughs> familiar of? Right. So Kate's obviously very annoyed about this and they all go to a bar to discuss Kate and the professor. The professor, I think, is trying to see the positive side of it and kind of being like, well, there is this, there's a lot of jobs that can be made of this. You know, there's a lot of wealth that can be brought into America for this. I think he's he's very much, you kind of see, and he's very much just somebody who's a bit like a bit of a doormat, essentially. He's just going to do what everybody else is doing around him, which we kind of see. He starts having an affair with the presenter of the oh, TV yeah, show. Oh, yeah, Yeah, and she's quite like, she's really sort of boisterous and kind of like set on what she wants and what she does and so you can see how she's just decided i think you're cute i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a go with you and he's Mm. just gone along with it which again like kind of plays into who he is as a person he's just like ah well this is happening now i guess i'll go along with this i remember thinking when i watched it that he's the character that you like don't want to admit that you would probably kind of be like kate's the person we want to be right yeah sounding the alarm going everyone around me is crazy Mm -hmm. we need to get this fixed but then he's the character you think yeah but i could if they put me on tv and i was doing well and yeah yeah i I could get swept up in that being the more palatable face of it and convince myself i was helping yeah absolutely absolutely you want to be the person who's going to go against the odds and try and get things moving but realistically you know that if it became the easy or a hard choice a lot of us would kind of want to go for the easy choice because it's easy we all have our individual lives going on you know it's it's hard to decide i'm going to put all that aside and pick up this mantle yeah there's that ego to it as well there's that if everyone's telling you you're amazing Mm -hmm. and like yeah kate was a bit wacky but you came across great on tv that'll go to your head yeah oh yeah 100 percent like that you we're all human at the end of the day and mm-hmm. that kind of confidence boost it's really hard to ignore yeah, when someone's right. telling you like you're great and there's that little voice behind you going yeah but shouldn't i and you just kind of, oh, but everyone's telling me i'm great so yeah so yeah so they're in this bar and there's people uh they're talking about it and somebody overhears and it's like what's happening why what happened with the mission and um they see that the professor's got a badge on they realize he's that he's been in the white house that so they must know so they're demanding to know what's going on Oh, right, because at this point, the public just knows the mission was on and then suddenly stopped. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Kate ends up telling everyone because she's obviously fed up. Riots start happening and she's taken away and basically shipped off into like somewhere else in the country to kind of lie low and be quiet, essentially. Right, okay. And at this point, she's kind of like, she's kind of a bit beaten. She's a bit like, right, okay, whatever. And the professor then ends up kind of being like the spokesperson. So he's basically, for this mission that they've decided they're going to do, the the tech giant is going to have these like small drone type things that are going to land on the meteor and like break it up into small pieces and then safely bring it down to Earth with all this, you know, very new, very untested 
tech. Uh-huh. And the professor's like on commercials saying, you know, about how it's going to like, oh, I, I bet you're all worried. Well, you know, that's normal. This is a helpline you can call if you're worried. You oh, can... really? They set up a whole helpline? Yeah. It's so fun. I know. I, and it's done in such a like uh, those typical ones where it's like starts as a, a mum who's like, I'm really worried. And then they, and they pull it back and then he's in the foreground <laughs> and he's like, yes, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah. So then he basically going along with this, but you see that he's, it's not quite sitting with him and he eventually gets caught by his missus that he's having an affair and his missus is like well i guess that's like you're either gonna come home with me or are you gonna stay here that's Mm -hmm. the question and he kind of errs basically and doesn't know what to do so she just goes fine and and storms out yeah indecision is a decision yeah yeah absolutely absolutely too right fair play to her but that kind of like triggers his what am i doing what on earth has happened and he's back on the talk show uh-huh. and he then does like a okay kit and goes crazy and is like why oh, okay this is insane like we need to deal with this comet it's all gonna go wrong and he's driving home after this interview and he looks up and he sees it he sees the comet in the sky because it's coming close that's the only thing that they don't really give a good time scale in this film so you don't actually realize how much time is passing right but you see the comet in the sky now and he's and he phones Kate and he's like you can see it you can see it and they're both looking up Oh, and Timothy Chalamet randomly comes in yeah, at this sure. point. I can see why you kind of skipped over that. Yeah, yeah. He just appears as yeah. some kind of like skater guy <laughs> who's into all the conspiracy theories and uh-huh. whatnot, but is also a really devout Christian. It's it's all very strange. <laughs> so yeah, the world is ending and everyone's looking up at this comment. Oh, and by the way, Timothy yeah. Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that which, makes sense. Yeah, that checks absolutely. out. Absolutely, absolutely. I think he's called Yule in this oh, as well. Yeah, which yeah. is also very, yep, yeah, okay, sure. And he's with Kate and they're like, they become like a thing because she's like, why not? The world is ending. Uh, which is not really the best basis of a relationship, but sure, the world is I ending. I I've got into relationships for worse. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all, Carl? <laughs> Haven't we all? So then it becomes this political movement, which again, feels very similar to mm. some things, which is a hashtag look up, just look up, and then a hashtag don't look up. Oh Which is, yeah, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. You get that complete polarization. Yeah, don't you? and yeah, you get yeah. all the like social media clips and and videos, and the presidents are very much on the dot look up. Like everyone, calm down, it's fine. And then obviously the the professor and Kate are very much on the kind of just look up, uh-huh. and they have this like. Uh, relief concert where they're trying to like build up the momentum of like we need to do something about this and ariana grande comes in again and sings this song of just look up and it's all very extra (laughs) yeah again it's so very like hurtfully true as to what would actually happen Uh there's a scene where they're in this like it looks like a campaign office but it's where they're obviously trying to drum up action um, this is Kate and the professor mm-hmm. by the way try to drum up action for to do something with the comment and it turns out that there's another country that has tried to do something about it i can't remember which i think it might have been yeah, i think it I might be ch- this bit at all yeah i think it's either like russia or china okay. or, or someone who who's decided they're going to send missions up the like reasoning is unclear but you just find out that they've also tried to send a rocket up and delete it what? Yeah, yeah, just try and delete the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just highlight it and then press delete. <laughs> There's some kind of weird psychology Would, thing. Wouldn't going on be with the wackiest there. scheme in no, this film. No, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. But that mission fails, and it kind of turns out that's that's the last chance that they have. Okay. So 
the professor and Kate and you decide that they're <laughs> going to go to the professor's family back at home. There's like no one on the highway because everybody's watching. This is when the mission to go and collect it, as it were, and bring it back home to America. That's right, yeah. launching at this point. So everyone's supposedly watching that. We get the impression that the comet is really close now. So mm-hmm. they go to his family home. And they go shopping at one point to get like food for like almost like a Thanksgiving Mm. dinner. And it's really strange because throughout the film, we've had this like juxtaposition of them being like everyone panic and everyone around them being like, it's fine. It's cool. It's it's no problem. And then they're in the supermarket and they're dead calm picking out the food like it is just a normal Christmas or whatever. And like, they're like, oh, like, do you like these kind of potatoes? These are cool. And while they're like really calmly picking out this food there's a woman that like does a mad dash in the background that's like picking up some like supplies or something so and they're like the supermarket is empty but like ravaged so there's stuff everywhere so all of a sudden it's them that are calm and everyone else is panicking around right okay they do some really good kind of i don't know what you'd call them like cinematic moments where you can kind of see yeah just what yeah what's happening in it i see why that would you rather at the beginning is so well chosen now because yeah it's gone from them panicking and everyone else not caring to yeah. oh it's happening now yeah so everyone else is panicking and yeah chill. yeah would you rather be would you rather be the professor or would you rather be the woman right in the having a mad dash like it you know and i don't think really there's a right answer like uh-huh. so they go to this dinner they're not looking at all on the mission they're not paying attention to it all but you see the like, kind of control room, which is like a, like a NASA control room where the president is and the tech giant is and they're getting ready for this mission to start. And immediately things start going wrong when they launch these drones, like a couple of them go offline because they've crashed or something. But they keep going and the tech giant's like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. And then it starts going worse and worse and uh-huh. it's clear that it's not going right. And he's like, the tech giant's like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And then a couple of minutes later, the president's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom as well. <laughs> and like her son, which is like the chief of staff or something, yeah. is like sat next to him like, yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back in a second. And obviously just never comes back. Right, right. And the professor gets a call from the president of her essentially saying, look, we've got a spaceship that we're going to all go into and we're going to escape the planet and it's going to go on. We're going to go into chirotanks and it's going to go on until we find somewhere that's like Earth, and then it's going to be good. Do you want to join? The, the professor's like, nah, I'm good. I've made my peace now. I'm happy. And it kind of ends with, well, this bit ends with them sat around the dinner table just talking about things that they like, things that they've enjoyed, things that they're thankful for. Yeah, I remember that being quite a poignant scene, actually. Yeah, yeah, really very much so. Like, that, you know, with this film that's got, all these kind of satirical moments and is obviously like a comedy. They do have these moments where it's like, it just draws you back into the seriousness of it mm. all. And they're all set around a dinner table trying to be calm and collected while essentially the, the world is blowing up and you see it kind of like the, the shockwave coming into the living room and essentially ruining the kitchen. And that's kind of their, their bit ending. At the end of it, you get this scene where the spaceship that the prime, the president and other important figures mm-hmm. uh land on this this world somewhere else and they're like the tech guys like oh the the cairo tanks were 80 percent effective which is more than we thought and then you kind of think that means that 20 percent of people die oh right sure <laughs> yeah. of this small amount yeah, this, of people that right exactly and they're all very chill about it which again shows that despite everything that happened they're still not they've not yeah. changed at all the people who escaped the planet were 
not our best. No, 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 not not a good representation. Uh And they end up getting killed by these animals that are on this world because they look really cute and fluffy and so they go towards them and then it kills them all. Right. And that's where it ends. That's essentially the film. And I think the reason why I liked it at the beginning was because because it doesn't hold back in in its real kind of obvious mockery mm-hmm. of a lot of the current situations that we have you know there's a huge amount you know obviously the big one is global warming people just not paying right. attention to that and and the kind of clear sort of mockery of that i really enjoyed because it is essentially like all those you know all those actors involved and everyone who's involved in the film really kind of putting it out there and saying this is how ridiculous this whole situation is yeah the thing that I didn't like about it, there's two, one of which is really petty, the other one which is fair enough. So throughout the film, they had these bits of like interjecting clips of normal life. So like bees, elephants, people praying, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I get that it was meant to have some kind of like cinematic, I don't know, like poignant thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't really fit for me. It just felt kind of thrown in. Oh, okay. And I felt like the poignant moments, like them sat around at the dinner table, like when the professor looks up and sees a comet in the sky. I felt like those were poignant enough. Mm. And I feel like the putting in the the random clips of life elsewhere was trying to make a film that it's not. I guess they're trying to expand it beyond, like they're trying to go beyond. It's not just these characters or it's not just America. It's not just humans. They're trying to make it bigger, aren't they? Yeah. But I see what you're saying about like... I don't know, it can feel like just throwing in some stock footage. Can't yeah, I, yeah, which is what it felt like. And the other thing that I didn't like was at the very beginning when they're doing the, the science-y bit. Mm-hmm. What they, and I, don't, I have no idea if what the science that they were doing was real. Yeah, we couldn't but, name the room they were in at the beginning of this episode. No, well, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I can't really comment on this at all. But it felt so much like gibberish like the kind of stuff that you'd throw in to make it sound like it's all very smart and i don't know whether that was part of it maybe that kind of felt initially like it was i don't know it really annoys me when films try and they come up with nonsense stuff to try and make it sound realistic i think that's a particular problem with future fictions though maybe we have Mm. too advanced of a radar for that yeah yeah that's such a good point actually i didn't think of that uh-huh. and that and i am so aware of that when i watch things now and i think it like it is is because like if you watch the martian that is said to be so credible with its yeah. science so i feel like that's my bar now yeah, yeah <laughs> and if yeah. you don't hit that bar then <laughs> it's not good enough but yeah i did like this film i think there was a lot of praise about it but there was a little bit of like mixed reviews i yeah. think yeah, it could have been better. I think it could have, it, like, without the those clips and mm. stuff, it could have been what it was. And I think the clips kind of just derailed it a, slight, a little bit and tried to make it a bit too artsy. Right, okay. Which is where it fell off for me. But in terms of the actual kind of the plot line and the, the, the meanings that it's putting across, I have to admit I did like it. I thought yeah. it was a good a good little jab. Yeah, 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 it definitely was. I remember around the time it came out, a lot of people, it felt like people had discovered satire. Like, I saw a lot of commentary about it, like, oh my God, it's so clever because it's not actually about global warming, but it's kind of about global warming. <laughs> and it just, even then, even watching it the first time and enjoying it, it still felt pretty on the nose for oh, satire. Yeah. Like, yeah. it didn't feel like it was being super smart about no. anything you know it no. was uh, it was pretty clear what they were doing yeah 
if I'd read like things about it first by being that it was really clever, I think the first time I watched it, I would have been a bit disappointed because yeah. it is on the nose. And that's why I liked it. Like I liked right. the fact that it was so on the nose, which is why the little artsy bits. I was like, you don't need this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very obvious what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, sure. Yeah. You're going for very transparent. This mm-hmm. is what this film's about. Yeah, don't try and take it beyond that. Yeah, yeah, okay, absolutely. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I I did like it, and I would I would recommend it, but definitely only once. Not not worth. <laughs> it's not a watch. rewatch. No, it's not a rewatch. You kind of get the point when it's you like watch two it the and a first half time. hours long, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's so long. That Which, on its own means it's not a rewatch for me. No, yeah, and especially because when you think about the plot, it's not like there's anything major that happens. <laughs> not two and a half hours worth. No, of plot. no. There's a comet coming. They try to stop it, and they don't. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what a bleak ending to our 30-minute summary. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for listening to What Next, the future fiction podcast. Be a part of our collective future by visiting futurepod.co.uk. You'll find reading lists and release dates for all of our upcoming episodes, as well as ways to get involved. Whatever the future holds, let's go there together.